but yeah, so that's 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 my that's my Bible teaching for the day. Yeah, I still remember when I was younger, um, the pastor of our church was uh, dying of cancer, and oh, he would man. ask he would ask the parish to pray for him. And I, I very distinctively remember at like age 13, 12 or 13, something like that. Um, I was like, did you are fucking with God? How the hell? If he's not going to save your ass, but why am I even bothering? not playing the music anymore we can't hear it <laughs> it's funny it's funny because every time you guys say like are we live now mitch like are we playing the music <laughs> literally the music is about to end you just need to wait two more seconds <laughs> <laughs> and I, I i told my entirely super depressing story about uh how i lost faith in god that's yeah, it, it's a great, great way, way to, to start, start a podcast right yeah that's some of the deepest shit i've ever heard in my life <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to pixel pines we are the only global gaming podcast that talk about two great things we may not talk about one of them today but we usually do which is great beer and video games i'm your host mitch keith is gone out sick he'll be back not covid just not feeling good so well you get to hang out with us and and boogie so we'll do that i am joined from across the pond we got liam how you doing yeah i did good having a nice week that's good good weeks are always good and from the neighboring state, which actually my bears are playing there in about yeah. in two hours. I was very tempted to buy a plane ticket and say, let me couch on your, your couch. I mean, let me crash <laughs> on your couch and let me go watch this football game. Uh, our, uh, our, our couch folds out into a bed, uh, oh. one of them. So <laughs> That's good to know. There's always that. I'm actually... Uh, yeah, that's all that, right? Um, yeah, actually, my... My sister-in-law and her boyfriend have tickets, oh. so they're so they're going to be at the game today. Dang! Um, and he's he's originally from Chicago, oh. so he's a huge lifelong Bears fan. Well, um, you'll have to ask them to take pictures and send them back to me. <laughs> I'm so, sure they'll so, I'm sure they'll take pictures. So, yeah. So I feel like I'm Sherman at the game the with them. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, no, uh, things are good. Uh, just trying to wake up, drink some coffee. You know what I'm actually fascinated by? Because that is in Las Vegas and it's so easy. For people who don't know, if you're, if you're from anywhere in the around the world, because we are a global gaming podcast, when you go to Las Vegas in the United States, it's relatively one of the cheapest flights and the cheapest hotels you can stay in in all of America just in general for the convenience and how much you spend because they want you to spend the money in the casino. So, right. because that is, and they have a football team there, I'm really curious. So, you'll have to ask your brother for me to, like, get give me a percentage of, like, how much away and home team are there. Because so many people can oh, just easily fly in and buy a ticket that I wonder if it's more like a 50-50 split at, your, at the stadium compared to, like, you Rather usually than, would get, like, a 60-40, if, if anything. I don't, I don't know, dude. Raider Nation is fucking intense. And but but the Bear, Bears fans travel. No, yeah, but seriously, like, 
I've never seen so many goddamn cars with the Raider shield on the back window than I have this last year. Well, that's like, what happens everybody, when the team every, wins. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like everybody from like Oakland and even like old school LA fans are just they just moved here and just bought up all the houses. So like, okay, we live here now. We're following the team. <laughs> we follow with the team. That's 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 uh that's another form of religion yeah. that I uh, I am all for. <laughs> it's a uh, um. But yes, we are a Global Gaming Podcast. If you want to find us, we are streaming every single weekend here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pixelpints. We do archive those episodes, but we have every single episode on all the podcast services where you listen to podcasts. You can also go to YouTube and just look up Pixel Pints, and we're there as well. Um, if you want to follow us and know when we're going to be streaming live on Twitch every single weekend, which is always abnormal different times depending on how many guys we get because we are global. We have so many time zones we have to coordinate. So, um, But if you want to follow us to know when we're going to go live, we are on Twitter at Pixel underscore Pints or on Instagram at Pixel Pints Pod. All right. Well, usually I would say let's talk some beers, but no, nobody of us got beers because Burkoff and I, we are here at really, really early in the morning, so we're not going to be drinking beer. We're drinking coffee and water. And I know Liam, uh, just because of his, uh, what is it, gluten? Um, Gluten-free? <laughs> keto. keto. Yeah, my my better excuse, though, is that you know all of the hardcore drugs I'm taking doesn't mix well with alcohol. so we're not gonna talk unless anybody had a beer they had this week they wanted to talk about i I did not have one this week yet so i can't i can't speak for one my my week has been so freaking busy i haven't had a chance to really pick up any good craft beer so that's hopefully this this next week it'll calm down a little bit we'll just have to double it up next week (laughs) yeah so so that means two beers for each of us gentlemen two beers for each (laughs) Um, so that means, well, since we're not talking about beers, we can just talk about what we've been playing because, you know, it kills some time while also talking about interesting things because we all kind of been playing interesting games in general. So, um, I mean, I, I guess I can go first because I have the game right here in my hands. I have been playing some, wrong game. (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> a metroid dread um i've not played a metroid game before so this is my very very first metroid game and then i do have um, i do have not, not even the primes you never played the nope, primes have never played the primes oh wow so I, I do have metroid uh super metroid on my switch ready to go as soon as i'm done with this one if i really enjoy it so far i'm really liking dread i think i'm about three three to four hours in it's it's good um, the I'm I'm I don't play as much side scrolling um games as well, so this is kind of a fresh thing for me. Um I'm though curious if the reason why I like it so much is how in dread the it, they change it up a lot because of these new robots um that you have to kind of run from in certain sections of the game. Um because it really changes up the um the pace of the game whereas if i think if i was playing it the way it i normal that you play most of the game through if i was just only playing it that way i don't know if i would find it as compelling and interesting and the story is is really good for how much nits and pisses pits pits pieces they uh they feed you it does really well with that so that's yeah that's what evan was saying in the discord i didn't get a chance to read all of his comments um 
But he was saying that the enemy sections really do change up the gameplay a lot. Mm -hmm. They do. At, at least, like, how you approach those sections. Yeah. So. And they're not as annoying. So, like, if anybody's thinking, like, these guys are, like, um, if you played the Resident Evil 2 remake and you're like, oh, my God, it's Mr. X all over again. Not necessarily. Um, they give you a lot of warning signs. So, like, the thing will scan in the environment and there's already a warning sign to be like, okay, there's one in this room. And then there's it scanning the area and you can run it. It's pretty easy to run away from one and like outsmart it unless you get yourself cornered in a bad way. Like then, then that's kind of your fault. But um, the checkpoints are at most forgivable. Sometimes they are a little farther back than what you want them to be. But, um, but yeah, I've gotten a stuck. Of, I've gotten a. Uh, Jesus, I cannot speak today. I got a. <laughs> I got stuck a few times, uh, and I did have to do one. I did have to look up once how to get out of it, um, because I'm not used to a game like Metroid. If you've never played a Metroid game like myself, just if you don't know what to do, go shoot up an entire room, and maybe a secret pathway will open up for you that you're <laughs> supposed to know that's there. Um, I know that's a contrivance that. Uh, um, not contrivance, uh, an old, an old way that games cliche. used to play cliche. They thank you. That's an old cliche that games used to play. Um, like, um, I have played one other game that was very, very similar. Um, it was final fantasy adventure. Um, that, that was very similar where it was like, Oh, you have to like put a bomb in this or you have to like hit this exact area and it'll open up a secret path that'll let you actually go through the level so just know that's something you may run into for the most part it's pretty straightforward and very simple to get through in regards to like knowing where to go next um and i do see now i fully have understanding of being like when people say metroidvania i get what you mean <laughs> yeah so. no, I, was, I was just about to say it's like part of the genre getting lost <laughs> isn't it yeah yeah, yeah basically um i'm, I'm really I'm really curious to see, Mitch, how long it takes you to get through the game. Because I always check how long to beat, um, just because I don't have the time that I used to have when I was little. Um, and the completionist re right, reporting right now is only 10 and a half hours. Yeah. For the whole game, so, which is... So when I saw the walkthrough, like, when I, obviously, when you go through a walkthrough, they kind of, like, list everything. So I didn't read it all, but I kind of, like, saw how many bullet points there were. I was probably a third yeah. way through the game. So it'll probably take me 12 to 15 hours, I'm guessing, is is my guess, based off, like, where I'm at. Like, I don't know, it could get right. extremely hard, and then I'm stuck for a while. But, like, usually I'm a, also, usually I'm a speed demon. Like, you guys know me. I'm like, I can get through a game probably with five hours faster than a normal person, which surprisingly, yeah. like... Somehow I was slower with Kenna than most people because everyone was saying Kenna. I mean, sorry, not Kenna. Kina was like, what was it? They said it was like eight hours, eight to nine hours. And I'm like, I got that thing no. done in like 13. I was like, I don't know what the hell you all were talking about because, <laughs> you know, evidence states that usually I'm faster. So it just didn't make any sense to me. But, um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. Any questions besides that, fellas, on this game? No, I think I... I'm glad that it's that you're playing an old school style Metroid for your first game, though. Um, um, in, instead of uh, Prime or uh, what was that other one, Other M? That was like a mix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Other M. Yeah, that one was a that one was a mix. Yeah, it was like two and a half D, three D, whatever. 
So, yeah, um, I'm excited to know what you think when you're done with it, for sure. I'm more interested in the art style than anything, because I remember when they first announced that game, I thought, that don't look too good. And then when they showed it recently, oh, okay. it's like they updated the art style like quite nicely, and it looked eh, very nice. Eh, okay, so here's the thing. Hmm. I wonder if the screen, if the, the, the shots you're seeing are from the Switch directly. Because when I'm so I'm playing it on this monitor right here. It's a 1440p monitor right, yeah. connected via uh, HDMI. It doesn't look great. Yeah, I, uh, I imagine it. It's really, it's really, really blocky. Um, the quality is not very clean and uh, and and clean. The colors are very muted. Um, that's the one thing I do have an issue with, and where I'm like just have my frustration with the Switch in general and Nintendo just. And and everyone goes. It's just visually. It, uh, I, yes, I care about visuals, but I also think like better hardware equals better opportunities to create better gameplay. And right now, uh, like the Switch is trying to play a sport with everybody else, but with their like hand behind tied behind their back and also hopping on one foot. <laughs> well, there, there's a lot to be said for a, a nice, clean image and a good frame rate. Right, and I think um, mm. I think this game could look amazing. Not only amazing, it could play amazing too. Like this is one of those where it's like if it was on something like a PS4 or like an Xbox, you could have this thing on the silkiest, smooth frame rate because you don't have to do a lot more than that. Like you can just focus on the 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 frame rate and the image quality while having still this type type of gameplay, and I think it would be amazing. So. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm allergic. I'm allergic to, I guess, switches being modernized. Oh, oh. there's there's always you. There's always Yuzu, which um, is the switch emulator, which um, I'm sure we'll see plenty. I'm, I'm sure we'll see plenty of videos. This is what Metroid Dread looks like when you replace the textures and run it at 4K. Um, I mean, I'm just. I just like that's the only thing that I was disappointed while playing this game is like. And the reason, half reason why I'm, and this is a different topic in general, but maybe it is a topic we need to bring up sometime, is, like, because the Switch is kind of backwards in regards to, like, hardware quality, should reviews give it lower scores for certain elements like, like graphics and gameplay because it is playing on something that isn't to the current standard, which is... The most powerful thing you've ever seen which is like a ps5 so, or an xbox uh, series x when i was preteen, early teen i would have agreed with you for like uh game boy games right because there was um there was even competition with like the game gear which was um arguably far superior to the game boy right mm-hmm but there were Game Boy games that got, you know, like really high scores, really good reviews, and I used to think this is stupid. These games look horrible compared to what you can play on your TV. Um, but I mean, looking back at it now, like now it's not a a good way to look at it because games like Pokemon came along, which totally changed the way people interacted with those devices. Yeah, I mean, but you could still give it a bad score graphically, and it could still be high on the gameplay score, you know. So, different topic. Yeah, different yeah. topic for another day. You, I think. You've got to work within the specifications and what the machine allows you to build. 
like putting a game down when it's only releasing on a weaker platform, I think that's a, it's a bad angle to go down. I mean, you know, like reviewers are already very choosy. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily they... doing it because it's because it's on a weaker platform. You're doing it because it can't, it doesn't graphically compare to everything else. Yeah, or... but I think I think that's a it's it's a, it's a bad bridge to cross because I mean, even right now we sort of have the problem where uh, certain reviewers review games like uh, way more poorly uh, when they have glitches that can be fixed and things like that. But but you know they're very pick and choosy with it. Yeah, you, know, you can have a a review from the same outlet that is completely like ruined by its reviews because of the glitches it has, and and you can have another game where it's pretty much ignored because they know it will be fixed. <laughs> yeah, Which, that's, um, that's the other. That's another. That's an, and choose, you know, you know. That's another like yeah. part of the topic too that we'll have to bring up for next time too, because the other thing is like assuming a glitch will be fixed. Like that's not a good assumption to make. <laughs> no, and I think. Because you don't Nintendo's... know, you don't know if that glitch can actually be fixed. Like you, you think it'd be easy, but if you ever look at code, it is not as simple as what you think it is. Well, yeah. Cyberpunk's living proof of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um... another time, another time. Uh, Liam, what are you playing? Oh, I, I've actually been playing a lot. I'm quite pleased with myself. Um, I'd say I, I recently finished Horizon Zero Dawn for the second time. Um, finally played the DLC, uh, played the PlayStation 5, you know, with the patch. Wonderful. I really enjoyed playing that game again at 60 frames per second, and I thought the DLC was really good. Like, it's some of the best content in the game, I would say, like, in terms of gameplay. Some of the <laughs> new creatures are aggravating, but, but really fun. I had a good time. And I'm a lot more excited for the sequel now. That's why it really got me pumped up for it. All right, nice. Break um, and if if you want me to also say, uh, I I did play the Battlefield um, twenty forty two beta. Um, all I'll say is uh, they need to delay that game. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a you're a stirred the tea. You might as well, you know, pour it on. What's 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 happening? Oh, the the game. The thing is, when you play it, you, you're like, uh, I mean, visually, it's fantastic you know, and you can tell that it's got everything the game needs underneath the surface, but the game has so many glitches, you know, and even if the beta is like a couple of months old, I I don't think it's ready. You've got all of these little weird decisions (laughs) that they've got in there. There's bits where you can't see what button prompt you need to pick up something. Because the writing oh, wow. is so minuscule that you can't see it on the screen. Oh, um, it reminds me of um, oh, was it Dead Dead? Uh, oh, what was the one? Um, Dead Rising or something like that. What was maybe. the? What was the one game from Xbox where you had the? Uh, it was the mall and zombies, and you had to like you. Yeah, could... that, that's Dead yeah, Rising. Yeah. Okay, uh, it, that also I had to complain about that when I was younger because I was like the the writing was so tiny on the big screen I couldn't read what they were saying. I, I feel like that's like eighty percent of all games right now, and I feel like I'm just getting old. <laughs> At least I thought I was, because I'll look in the menus and I'll be like, "Is there a way to scale up the UI text on this?" And like I'm just getting, I'm just an old man here. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's fair. It's like every game should have an option to increase the size of that. <laughs> I well, think so, you know, I think, me, that, uh, I think... with pretty healthy eyes cannot even see. You know, I'm like, 
going really close. Into <laughs> I remember that was an issue with some people on some TVs with God of War, and I remember there was a tweet Corey Barlog sent out, and he's like, yeah, we tested it on a lot of televisions, and so he was actually shocked that to find that it was almost unreadable on a couple people's television screens. He's like, we can... We can only test for so many screens to see how it works and if it's working correctly. But I would agree with you all to say just like an easy fix is just like have an option to bump up the text or lower the text size because you can do it on your phone. And so you can have these apps be like humongous, like one app per screen <laughs> if you yeah. wanted them to be. So, yeah, I, I think um, I think that should be definitely be a option. I mean, there are other things as well. Like um, every time you go into an elevator, you <laughs> you just fall through the floor, and your friends go up in the sky, <laughs> and you finally get up to the top, and the doors don't open in the elevator, <laughs> and oh so God. you just you just clip out of the elevator and shit like oh, that. Oh, wow! Yeah, it's uh, nuts. Also, um, one of the is this, some of the glitches are really funny. Like, there's this one where people uh, parachute to the ground, but the parachute is still sticking up in the air, so you can actually spot where they are, because they've got a great big parachute. They're walking around the back Oh, with. my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Does, yeah, um... That's, great. that's bad. Is the... So, my one, only one question for that game is, so far, with the beta, is the destruction of the buildings and them, like, collapsing, like, really good to watch? Revolution, baby. Well, fun, funny you should say that, Mitch, because actually that was another problem I had with the beta, which was the map. The map is a strange one. Um, it's very large. I don't think um, the lobbies were filling up with the 128 player count. It felt more like uh, less than half of that. Hmm. People were, wow. like, in the lobbies at the time, and it's a big map, and... Um, Maybe they were just doing it just to like stress test the the servers, maybe. Maybe, but but it certainly doesn't give you confidence in the in the product. Because I do remember um, some betas will like slowly increase the size of amount of players inside, and they'll just put bots in there temporarily to just like mm. test uh, stress test the servers to make sure it can handle what it's trying to do. Well. It's certainly possible, but there's no bots, and they said it was going to be 128 players. Mm. Um, so, so, so it's hard to say. Did you, um, maybe you couldn't read it because the tiny print, it probably just said, like, three months from now. <laughs> 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 Possibly. Um, but the, on the other hand, with the destruction, is the destruction is good from what I've seen. But like I said, there weren't many buildings around. And the main, like, um, pillar of... Of the map, I guess, um, is right in the center of it where there's a great big rocket ship that takes off. But you can't blow that up yourself. It's like a scripted event in the middle mm. of the map that happens. Sometimes it happens differently. Sometimes it explodes. Sometimes it takes off. Um, I didn't get to see a tornado. I played a few matches and couldn't get one, which I was really sad about. <laughs> but I did see some clips of it online, and it is fantastic. Like, just brilliant. It's pulling up trees, and, and uh, when the uh, rockets like exploding you can see the smoke being pulled off of the fire in the direction of where the tornado is coming from and I, I'm just like that's an insanely amazing effect that they have there you know so th this game could be absolutely brilliant but, but they need to delay it because it's not going to be if they don't you know it'd be absolutely fascinating if they did to a multiplayer game now that you just said this rocket and how much destruction this game does would be what you do in one map affects another map on an entirely different game. 
So like say like you shoot the rocket and you aim for it at a certain map. Um, and say like all the worlds oh, are like, connected. So like you send okay. the rocket to the building, the building world where all the buildings are. So then it explodes one of the buildings and it's like, you don't get credit for the kill, but you get the credit for like messing up their game. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. Um, although, um, and then you could do like, a, a, give a, them that much work to do. And then you could give yeah. them like a satellite launch strike on one of them where like a laser just shoots down a beam on si- on one of the maps. Oh, that that'd be really cool to like mess mess him up. But uh interesting. Okay, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see if it's going to be another cyberpunk or will it yeah, fix it. Yeah. And speaking of cyberpunk, <laughs> yeah. we have an aficionado on the podcast now. That's you, Burke. Yeah, so that's that's what I've been playing. I went in uh to GameStop to pick up Dread uh friday after work and i i don't always just oh, go in and buy the game like i have to peruse game? yeah but i have to peruse and i have to see and more times than not i'm gonna go with with the good deal over uh the shiny new thing so um i had a five dollar off coupon ended up getting cyberpunk for 20 bucks and uh while i was at the store i looked up the most recent patch uh and it said that it was running solid 30 frames on uh, last gen. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to play this on uh, my 1S. Solid 30. Um, wow. Whew. So, yeah. That's life-changing, man. That's life-changing gameplay, bro. But, I mean, I had, I had said that, um, you know, I was going to give it a year anyway uh, when it came out and see where it's at. So well, hasn't been a year um, yet, though. You've been against your own lie. I mean, it's been practically a year and nine so months. Pretty, well, well yeah, three, three, three quarters. Yeah, yeah, three if quarters. Is, if he is going off of the September release date, then yeah, we'll I, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> no, he went off the April release date. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, no, I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I've had two, I think, major glitches in the entire game, um, and other than like. Um, some dips in the frame rate it's actually performs pretty well um i'm surprised so they've they've definitely put a lot of work into it and uh i don't know i'm liking the story i like uh the different options for the combat um i love that a majority of the game you're sitting talking to people and using you know um like your 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 background plays a lot into like the the dialogue choices and stuff what's your background uh, choice corpo of course oh i did corpo yeah corpo's great did you yeah. uh, so question have you tried the sword yes i do have a katana do you do you like the katana combat yeah it's not bad i like it um i so i'm doing handguns and uh blades it's that's like the two things Burkoff, man, we're cut from the same cloth, bro. That's what I did. I, I was going to say, because I, I did mention in a podcast a few times ago that I said I did like the sword combat comparable to like other um, RPGs like Elder Scrolls. I was like, I like the sword combat in this game much better than I'd ever did they, in an Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, so they, they definitely took a lot of... Um, it took a lot of time into figuring out like how the melee combat works because even in the tutorial area, um, so like the the first mission that you have, um, you're talking to Jackie and he's like, "Hey, you want to uh, jack into this VR and just brush up on your skills?" And uh, it throws you into like the the combat tutorial. Um, and even in that, like uh, going through just the the punching, 
um, being able to do a combo and then like to block and dodge and stuff like I was I was actually really surprised at how well that actually works um, and it's it's pretty intricate for an RPG yeah um, Elder Scrolls better be looking yeah and there's actually there's one point in the story um, at least I think I don't know for me anyway the, the path that I took um, I was stuck in this area where I didn't have any weapons um, and tripped an alarm and um, I was like oh that's right I can melee these guys and so like I snuck around took one guy out and then like attacked another and then got their weapons and then I ran around and just you know murdered everybody but um, it was kind of cool to have that option like normally I would have been like oh fuck it I'm just going to reload my save because I don't have my weapons and figure out a different way to do it but being able to be like oh I can just you know approach it from this way on the fly was was really really cool so yeah I'm enjoying it actually I'm way more than I thought I was going to for sure I mean when you have really really low expectations it kind of helps a bit because the game's good it's just not great in my my opinion I like it um because Mitch, I remember when the game released, um, you, I mean, we were both pretty much in agreement that it was going to be a little bit of a mess at launch. Uh, oh, but, but no, not I didn't say a little. I, we said it was a sh- I said it was a shit show. <laughs> well, I, I was like, I'm going to wait six months before I play it, because hopefully by then they would have fixed most of the problems. <laughs> never, they did. I never you, trust them to fix it. turns out Burko was right, because a year was <laughs> a better bet. <laughs> Yeah, wait play it after a year. Yeah, we'll we'll see as he gets further into no the game because the further you get in, the more complex the game gets, which therefore could cause more glitches. So we'll have to see because there's just so many, so many things you do in the game affect dialogue choices, which then affect other things. So like, there's just more opportunities for crashes because the code has to, you know, move around as you play with it more. So we'll have to see. Because um, I, I ran into I'm... more crashes as I got further than in the beginning the beginning i didn't run into very many it's when i got into the later half of the game is when i was like oh it was bad so, uh you you played on pc at yes. launch have you played it since have you downloaded the latest patch no because I, I i don't feel like the need to play it again <laughs> okay well i mean i don't know it was um when i installed it it was a i think it's like a 42 gig patch yeah see that's um, the other thing I don't want to. I don't. Well, I mean, just to like try it out. I don't. I, you basically you basically re-download the fucking game. Like I know. It, there's, <laughs> you're you know, downloading the game two times over again. Basically, yeah. Uh, I, I remember because um, I I've been watching those reports they've been doing. Like every time they release a patch, and apparently they remade the entire navigation system around the map. And things like that. We just completely built it again from the ground up because it was something that, that the developers were like screaming to the upper management. It's like, we can't release the game like this. It's broken. <laughs> they were just like, there, it's fine. Basically, Bye. they released a game that was not even done, like of to yeah, what they wanted it to be. It's just so, it just is so, I don't get it. I mean, I get it, but I just don't like, I mean, I guess I, never mind. I do get it. Uh, it uh, is, it is CD Projekt Red and they release buggy games just I'm, what they I'm, do. So in, I'm so interested in what where the game's going to be at two years from now just i'm just curious I, about their next game and how if it's if it's because of this people don't pre-order it as much or people don't buy it 
right away. And I wonder if people don't trust reviewers after this because reviewers still gave this game great scores, even though they were giving disclaimers. Some of them did. Does does GOG um, does GOG have um, early access or pre-release status for their games? No. It was on. It, nope, not that I know of. Wonder if I wonder if they do that then for their next game and then just flat out say that this is early access for the Instead next of, Witcher game. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, they wouldn't do that. Well, look at Hades. But I think the difference is well, the difference with Hades is Hades was an unknown property. Witcher is a known property. When you when I, people I when people when people bought that, the last Witcher game, they actually got a full fledged game. Whereas if you're buying like to buy the next Witcher game, it would be such a. It, I I don't know if the average consumer that buys the game would be most people would be confused if anything. Yeah, I mean, only if there was a huge marketing push behind it. So the way that Hades did it was they quietly launched into early access. There, it built up buzz in the community, and then there was a huge hard push for the final 1.0 release. I, I get what you're saying, Matt. It's just like Baldur's Gate 3 as well. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 is doing this. Mm. Um, Microsoft has implemented their Insiders Hub for you to get um, early access to shit. But again, I think, these, are, I think, these are for smaller games, that, though. Like smaller games. Well, no, no, I mean, like... Um, Halo Waypoint, like so, you in order to get into those early betas, you had to sign up for it. They sent you, you know, a notice or whatever. But it was open to everybody. Um, I think this is something that um, developers and publishers are probably going to start to do moving forward. And the success of No Man's Sky shows that it works. If you just, if you, you know, if you're, if you just continue to improve on the game over time and build up the. I, I, work. I mean, it's I, kind of like what Sea of Thieves did, and, and and also that game from Obsidian, Grounded. Yeah, and uh, which is still in, popular, which is you know? still in game preview right now. Or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, but I, it's very I, popular, even in game preview. I I see what you're saying, and I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying that Witcher Three is the is is that would make it seem Witcher Three is going backwards. I don't think so. To, I, I think, to the because when people when when people are gonna buy The Witcher three, yeah, they're going to want what they got from the last game. I think they're well, gonna get, they would get talking... they would get more uproar if someone bought The Witcher three and they're like, oh, it's an early access, and it's like I just spent six seventy dollars on this game, and it's an early access, like because it's whereas Sea Thieves but, is but a, you're, it's, you're, Sea Thieves is an you're talking about. You're talking about if there's a hard marketing push, and it's the average consumer. It's not going to be the average consumer that that buys this game in the first year. The Witcher three. After the Netflix Witcher, show, Witcher, Witcher, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Witcher the, four. The Witcher four, absolutely, it's going. Yeah, because, to... It's, no, because, it's because no, because the average the average person is not even going to know that it's that it's no, on they will. They will know. Of course, they will. They got the show. They're going to do the marketing push for this game. Like this is, CD yeah, Projekt no, after, Red is of after, course after it's been in early access for a year. Yeah. They're not going to do that. That's what I'm saying. I don't see them doing it that way. They could, but I don't see them doing it. I don't see them doing it that way. But but like Mitch, like the success that's being had, you know, from other games doing this, it it could happen, especially with CD Red because they have a problem with releasing games. But again, like here's, 
I, I get what you're saying. Like I'm only saying it wouldn't work for them is because of a couple factors. Two, uh, one, sorry, I got ahead of myself. <laughs> one, <laughs> uh, one, most of those games are unknown properties. It, it allows them to build an audience that does not have one to start with. The Witcher is a mass market, is a mass market type thing. So like people know the name, especially with the Netflix show. Holy cow, this thing is beyond famous. Like if you get well, an inkling, yeah. uh, if you get an inkling that The Witcher is out, and a person's a gamer, they will go hop yeah, on this early access thing and then be Mitch. disappointed it's early access. So then that's one. Then two. Mitch, people aren't stupid though, you know. They, they know when you know they can see when it's an early access. Game. Not the average and consumer. They, 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 oh God, yes, Mitch. No, Come they on. don't. Like, of course they do. No, they idiots. don't. You don't no. say that. No, don't. But There's a great big don't. fat banner at the bottom of the game saying game preview. They're not an idiot. You know? I mean, I've seen... <laughs> I've seen When they go into the game, like... I, I, you know, it, it, the thing is, is that if they're frustrated by that, well, they deserve to be because they're idiots. <laughs> and, and <laughs> like, most people, even people outside the game in Zeitgeist, are pretty aware of Cyberpunk 2077 because that game was a catastrophe at launch <laughs> in multiple ways, not just because of the lawsuits and everything that transpired because of it. But I'm, well, well, I, I, many, I think many... I, I would always prefer they just release the game when it's done, you know, but that may be an option that CD Projekt Red would consider. And I think it could work for them. I, I don't think it's outrageous. I don't like it, but I think it could happen. <laughs> mm, I think, I think too, it's so reliant on story that basically you're just handcuffing yourself and being I mean, like, so here. Baldur's Gate. Yeah, so Baldur, what Baldur's Gate uh, 3 is doing is they're, uh, they're locking it at a certain point. So mm. you, can only, you can only go through so much of the story. Um, and then like once they've polished all of the, the gameplay and all the bugs and everything, then they'll release the final chapter, final act or whatever. And then, and then the game will release full, like full, um, regular, you know, release, and you'll be able to to go through the entire game. I mean, I just, I, yeah, I see, I, I, see I, 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 I get what you're all saying, like, and I, and that it's definitely an option. Like, not saying it's not, it, it's not in the realm of possibility. I just highly doubt that that's what the route they're going to do because they need. Mm, well, they, I do too. They need the greatest good faith back, and what they can do is by showing a finished game not a game i think putting the, the game in preview would actually put distaste in people's mouths because then they're going to like how long do i have to wait for this because cyberpunk took more than a year to fix so i mean i don't know more distaste than trepidation and just releasing that in general because they off the cyberpunk yeah so but but, that, but that's when you as, say that, like, that people that, don't talk about it but the witcher 3 was a fucking mess when that came out well. right but i'm yeah, but i'm just saying did not give a shit but that's then this is all in the context of saying that like they've learned their lesson and they're actually going to release the game when it's actually not buggy and it's actually fixed that is all in the like what i'm stating is all in the realm of the context of the game is going to be finished quote-unquote truly finished when they release it into the mass wide public and instead instead of doing a game preview um, I mean, a game's a game today is never really finished until the fucking Goatee Definitive Edition is released, or the Legendary Edition, or you know whatever. Like it, that final package with all of the crap that they, that you could have spent two hundred dollars on, but now costs you forty. That's when a game's finished. Well, it depends you know, on the game. Uh, some of it's some of it's you, you more know, just Matthew. bug fixing, but most I, of it's I, I, done. I I think that's something people appreciate about Sony games is. 
you know, you, you they're just done. Sony, Sony and Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sony and Nintendo. Yeah, most of the times, sure. it's just yeah, most times it's just bugs. They don't like have to fix the UI system because the UI is jacked, or they don't have to fix the, you know, they don't have to fix this level because it won't ever complete. Like that's just nothing they run into, because they actually let the game come out when it's done. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's why people are more patient to let. Uh, well, I guess Twitter recently has proven me wrong on that comment, but for the most part. More people are patient with like Nintendo games and Sony games when they even push a game back because they're like, yeah, because I know when the product is done, it's actually done. It's not like, oh, it's kind of done or a cyberpunk where it's definitely not done. We just had to put a date on it. So, right. Anyway, too much time on this topic. We should probably move on. I was going to say, should we, think yeah, so. should we go to Let's to go to topic. our... I mean, it was an interesting topic we were talking about. But anyway... <laughs> We have a topic, and I'm going to let Liam introduce it because it was his topic. Okay. Well, basically, uh, my topic is, is what company is the worst publisher in the games industry right now? And has it changed over the years? And what quantifies a company being the worst? You know, what is it? Is it to do with um, whether it's friendly to consumers uh, well, whether it's not friendly to consumers, whether it uh, is unethical, or whether it may be other outstanding circumstances. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Can I give the Keith answer? Can I give the Keith answer? <laughs> yeah, give, give the Keith answer. Keith, do it, do it. you better be listening because I know you watch. I know you watch this stuff. So this is for you. Staring right at you, no, wait, Keith. Be, be, a, be a real bitch. You ready? I games. Nope, nope. You ready? It's eye contact. Here we go. Activision because they're a bunch of greedy bastards um, that, but, was, uh, that was incredibly creepy Yeah, but. I stared right into the eyes of who are, I'm so sorry to our viewers that are actually like watching it I'm, I'm a, sorry I'm, a, I'm, a I'm so, uncomfortable right now I'm sorry I made you feel really uncomfortable because I stared right at you <laughs> like even though we're supposed to give eye contact you know that's that's pretty proper to be honest I find eye contact uncomfortable so I know you're feeling I'd probably be looking away as well actually people uh people mention to me often they're like why do you not really look at me it's like I find it really uncomfortable if I'm looking right at your eye so like I just like to kind of look at you and then I'll look up for a minute and then I'll look at you and kind of look it's, anyway um but uh mine would be EA I think EA is the worst publisher and my criteria for that is this is a company that has bought multiple studios and has shut down multiple studios. You, when you buy and you acquire studios, you need a plan to be able to to be able to have them create games for you. There's a reason why you bought them. It's not because you wanted to close them. Now, it now maybe that you bought them to help them with like maybe you wanted the talent and then you, you send the talent elsewhere. But for the most part, they attempt they let them attempt a game, and then if the game doesn't do well, they just break them up. So clearly, they don't have the leadership or don't understand exactly what the studio's ambitions were in the first place or didn't do a good enough job in supporting their studios to be able to complete what they wanted to and you could say an example would be um you know they acquired uh bioware and you know they they didn't make a couple good games for them in the process when they were working with them but then they you know there's there's a balancing act with managing your studio and letting your studio rock and roll. And I think 
this was an example like they let them rock and roll and then they got a little bit too touchy and then they backed up a little bit too much and so they just need to they you need to find that balance when you're a publisher like that to be able to manage all those properties so that's Mm. ea's on my list i'm I'm sorry mitch I, i should probably clarify something um I wasn't thinking like who's the worst publisher historically. It's more who who's the worst right now. You know. Oh, it's still EA. Management. Okay, I mean that's fair. But there's more <laughs> the question of who, whose operations are the worst currently. You know, I mean, between everything that's going on right now. Oh, okay. Let me rethink. You know, because I mean, companies change all the time and get different CEOs, different management. Uh, well, because, I, actually, because they've uh, lost so much stock and all of this bullshit. Actually, I will still say EA because they lost yeah. Star Wars. I think, I think <laughs> and and that's, that's, like, that's a hard thing to do. It's like yeah, you couldn't even it, convince them that you have a good enough future for Star Wars to keep it. I think EA is in the middle of a pivot right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can turn it around. Like they, they're, they're, they're right mid-turn. So it's like if they finish the turn, they're good. If they go backwards, they if, they're like, "Oh, yeah." I well, I think if anything, though, if they if they don't want an idiot, they're gonna three sixty it, and everybody's gonna. You know, I like relax. that. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Um, but wh- um, why would you, you think they're pivoting? Like, what's 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 your? Uh, come on, explain more, Burkoff. This is a podcast. We want to hear you so, speak. I think I think a lot of it has to do with respawn, actually, um, and. Um, Vince Sampella being able to tell the brass that no fuck you, I'm not gonna use your goddamn uh what the hell is their engine that they tried to make everybody use? Oh, frostbite. Frostbite. No, I'm not using your frostbite, I'm using Unreal. We're gonna make a goddamn game that works that isn't super complicated to develop. Um and the most successful games to come out of EA in the last five years have been from respawn. Um Apex, uh, Fallen Order, and, and uh, let's just say Titanfall Two would have probably been Titanfall Two. Popular if EA hadn't sent it to die. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I still think that it's probably one of the best uh, speculative fiction uh, games ever to come out. Even though I know Evan doesn't agree with me, um, but yeah, I think I think that uh, what Respawn is doing is showing that. Um, to the board at EA that, oh yeah, maybe we should probably not try to implement these massive top-down things for such a large, um, you know, um, a large uh, number of developers, right? Let the developers sort of um, figure out their own grooves um, and then try to manage that way. Um, I I agree with you, um, Matt, but but I also disagree. I, I, I don't think they're pivoting so much because of Vince Ampello, even though I'm, I think he is definitely helping. Um, I, I think it's because of their absolute failures. It's, it's all of well, their failures that are making them pivot. Yeah, I don't I don't think that they would be letting Respawn do what it's doing if they hadn't failed so hard. So. Well, the, the, the thing is, is that I think they've always really been letting Respawn do what they want. It was sort of mm-hmm. like the um, the original deal when, uh, when they headed up the studio, um, Respawn. Um, I mean, they, they said from the outset, because it was an independent studio at the time, and they were like, oh, we're not going to build Titanfall on uh, any of your internal engines. We're going to do it on Source. And then, oh, you yeah. know, the Star Wars game, they were like, yeah, we'll build this on Unreal. Um, and now they're 
purchased by them, but, but the whole reason for the purchase, I remember EA giving it when they did buy them, is like, we're, we're buying the management and the the uh, the internal studio culture more than the IP and, um, <laughs> and trying to integrate into the rest of EA as they usually do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I think um, I think respawn is sort of like um, you know it's not that they made EA that way. It's just they they part of the deal was they were that way, and EA is looking at the successes that respawn are having and thinking maybe we should be a little bit ha- less hands on with our studios and maybe we should just let them build a culture and and uh, and take things in different directions. You know, um, but yeah. I, I do think that. Everything that EA is doing now is because of their failures. Battlefront Two, um, uh, Battlefield Five. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh God, there's just so many. Um, I think that and EA, all EA... of those messes that have pushed them into this, you know, to this point. Yeah, I think right. I think EA's turn at was and is now turning away from being a reactionary publisher. Um, they're yeah. always reacting to the new trend. They're like. Oh my God, the service game's doing really well. Now we need a service game. Oh my God, like the, that's what they think about. They're they're trying to think of the, the and I see what they're trying to do by like saying like the trend, like because because if it is a trend, it means people are okay with it, right? And so they're like, oh, we can be on the trend too. But the but the tricky part is sometimes trends don't translate. Um, they they translate to money for a for another publisher, but it's not yeah. because it's because of the, the the transactions that they're doing is what's making it the trend. It's the game itself is what's making it the trend, and so I think they're finally understanding yeah. that it's like it's the game that matters. Now, if we build in, if it's a great game, and there is an opportunity to build in something where it goes with a trend. Apex Legends to be an example of it, of being like, we have something that we, like, there's a Fortnite formula that really works, which is the um, uh, Battle Royale mentality. Well, we have a really good shooter studio. Why don't they make their own interpretation of it? And then we'll make our own unique way to monetize it because we're going to do it for free. And because the game is good, people don't care about the monetization as much. Compared to like an example of Battlefield 2, where Battlefield 2 was basically, for, for most people, it was Battlefield, the first Battlefield game. And I'm sorry, when I'm speaking Battlefield, I'm saying Star Wars Battlefield. I'm oh, sorry, Battlefront. Battlefront. Sorry, Battlefront. Oh, you're talking about Battlefront sorry, 2. Sorry, I'm talking Battlefront. about Battlefront 2. That Battlefront 2 is basically Battlefront 1 with more characters. That's all it is. There's not really oh, much yeah, of I mean... a difference with that game. And I think people were trying to... and hoping that it was going to be more of an actual battlefront game because what some of the other stuff that makes battlefront really special was how sometimes condensed the game was i think it's about uh ea is maybe trying to make an identity for themselves to being like we want the most players to play online on our platform at the same time and it's like sometimes that's there are games that are for that which is great but sometimes you need to condense it down like I just a battle Battlefront. What made Battlefront so special is sometimes those intimate, close quartered, special are, are moments. You, of are ba- you talking about the original 
Battlefront games from the original. Pandemic. Yeah, the original yeah, ones. Yeah. Okay, not not yeah. the first EA Dice. No, 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 no. Because what because yeah, what the thing was with the original Dice game is almost like they were trying to take Battlefield and put it into Battlefront. And that's not what yeah, Battlefront yeah, they, is. It was yeah, it was Battlefield with a Star Wars skin, which is yeah, not what yeah. we, and this, which is not what people which, wanted. It, it looked beautiful when it came. Oh, out, it looked though. great. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, I just think they lost what really made Battlefront special. So yeah, but yeah, still have. What's yours, Liam? Oh, mine, mine. I was going between two, and I don't. I, I ultimately uh, came take down. Take two. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, not quite. Um, I thought Poor, too bad for Rafa. I would have said it for Rafa. I'm being a little bit unfair. Hopefully, we'll get to talk about it though, because I, I do think they are heading down the path to becoming one of the worst publishers. The dark Ubisoft. side. <laughs> the dark side of the force. Yeah, Ubisoft are pissing me off lately, and I can't stand them. But uh, my actual pick was Activision. Boom. You just can't get around it, really. Wait, Activision you know? Blizzard or Activision? Is, Activision Blizzard. I oh, mean, okay. Activision is a subsidiary of Activision Blizzard, so it's not really a publisher, per se. Um, yeah, Activision Blizzard. Uh, I think I probably would have chosen someone else over them if it wasn't for what happened earlier this year with Blizzard. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... Activision are the worst company, one of the worst companies in the games industry, without a doubt. You know, Bobby <laughs> Kotick, like much to Keith's, um, <laughs> much to Keith's much chagrin, to Keith's is credit. still there. Yeah. yeah, or much to Keith's credit that that he raves about him so often. Um, but Bobby Kotick's a huge arsehole. Like he just is. Um, there's no way around it. I mean, I wouldn't ask him to leave Activision because he's pretty much ingrained there. But he he's a terrible judge of what to do with a video game studio. And, and he always has been. And he focuses on profits, 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 profits over everything else, uh, much to the detriment of the company itself. Because you can always count on Bobby to get you profits. But people don't like their company very much. In fact, people hate them. They never do anything to stop any of their studios that are going the wrong way. Instead, they'll just destroy them, can them make them pivot to something else. Um, and I think it's clearly obvious that while the studio is making the money, like Blizzard, they don't, they don't give a shit about what's going on inside the studio's culture. You know? And no matter how toxic so, it is. So for the record, just because I know someone that works at Blizzard, um, mm. so I just want to make it clear, and I'm not saying that what has happened is not happening. Uh, the person I spoke to that works for Blizzard specifically, has said he has not witnessed any type of this kind of culture within, uh, well, his, within his specific department, but not saying it has yeah, not which, happened. Which, do you know which department he works in? Cinematics. Oh, cinematics. Yeah. So he makes like, he, I mean, he makes cinematics for the trailers, the games themselves, um, yeah. for multiple projects. So he works with multiple team members within all the studios. Um, so he, has, he said he has never heard an inkling nor has he gotten the you know the vibe that there is that type of thing. So he was just as shocked to see this written well, report, but not not to yeah. say it's not been happening, but just saying like some people. He's very proud still of like what he creates and what Blizzard creates. He's just very disappointed that that type of mentality has happened. Fortunately, not in his department, but somewhere else. 
So it's just well, some people um, are just it, it, no, doesn't even know this happens in their own workplace. Well, um, it, much to your point, Mitch, um, a lot of people think that Activision as a whole is a cesspool of toxic people, when in fact it's mostly just Blizzard. No, it's just Blizzard. Bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know for a fact that a lot of people think Infinity Ward and Treyarch and a lot of the other studios are in, at uh, Activision are wonderful places to work. Oh, um, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing, um, how was it? It was mainly the Overwatch team, the World of Warcraft team, and the Hearthstone teams that that were the main progenitors of the toxicity within that studio. Yep. Um, yeah, the StarCraft team doesn't exist anymore, but the Diablo cinematics, and I know a lot of uh, the other more insular groups within the company are, are pretty much blameless, I, I, I'd say. Um, and also vicarious visions because they're now part of Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the thing with Bobby Kotick still, who, who pretty much is the problem with most of the things going on at Activision, is like the guy, he just does not care about pushing employees to work the max. You know, like he'll, he'll throw more people at something to fix a problem. You know, it doesn't matter. I just think he's got one of the most like popular brands in the world <laughs> call of duty and 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 i guess you could talk about blizzard as well to a certain degree and you know you're thinking this should be even more successful than it already is and he just does nothing with it like he just manages it all so poorly it's like he's always in like fix mode he's it's like he's always in a uh, disaster avoidance mode where <laughs> he's trying to get like his studios to avoid a disaster without ever considering maybe if you just did a few things, everything would be a lot better. But that that's it to me. And and then the greed is the other facet of that. Yeah, I was trying to think of what um what games have come out recently from Activision that I even care about. Uh I don't know that there's any that they've released. Like, I don't know, maybe Crash Bandicoot four? Well, you know, that, that's the thing. Is Are, you, are we going to get any more Crash Bandicoot or Spyro? Because those games have all sold pretty well. Yeah. But EA's moved all of those people onto Call of Duty. Because it didn't sell well enough. Activision. Yeah, well, it didn't sell well enough. And, and they're going to throw those those franchises to the wolves instead of possibly not releasing a Call of Duty game for a year. Uh, you know, yeah. Have I have one come out every year. No question. I, I get, it still, it still I get, doesn't make I, any sense to me. I get that, but like I, I would put a, a little asterisk on if we're talking just Activision by itself and what their plan is. I don't mind as much the Call of Duty every single year because the difference is they're not being made by the same studio every year. There's a rotation of studios that that do experiment with the franchise. So, um, And also, if you think about it as a company, you know, you need the finances behind you to be able to back future projects and risk projects. Now, do I like an example like the crash, the new crash game probably is a risk project for them where it's like they don't know how much instantly they're going to get because you don't know from the first time like when they released the remasters, it was all nostalgia, right? That's why people bought those games like people enjoyed those games, but it was a big thing of nostalgia when you release a new one, then you put it to the real test of saying, do people buy this game because they like crash 
or they or did they only buy the remasters because of the nostalgia factor and i think it showed that for majority of it it was mostly nostalgia even though it sold pretty well like like we stated but i don't think it sold the way they were hoping it was going to because it's you know riding the nostalgia factor on top of it so call of duty to bring in those profits allows them the opportunity to take those risks and i think they just don't um so i'm okay with the call of duty every year to get the money to do these risks they just need to take more of them with this money that they get that that would be the case mitch if call of duty wasn't so poorly run as a business to the point where they have to take all of their studios working on other projects off and put them, I don't know if you, you know this, but little known fact is Activision have probably cancelled more games over the past two years than at any other point in their history. Oh yeah, no, I know that for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but the thing is, it's not because those games aren't, like, can't be successful or they wouldn't want those studios working on other projects. It's because their Call of Duty games are so poorly managed <laughs> that they need all of those employees to come over to Call of Duty to get that game out on time. Well, God forbid it doesn't release a Call of Duty. Well, for I the, don't for have the, a problem. For, for the one I off year, yes. With, for the one yeah. off year they had. I, yeah. No, well, they had problems with last year as well. Like, uh, it's just a thing that's been getting more and more. Well, actually, for emphasis, uh, the game that came out uh, last year, the problem wasn't with that game. It was with Warzone. They were having issues with Warzone, so they basically took a whole bunch of employees and put yeah, them like, over that's... to work on Warzone. To get that sorted out. That's the new X factor. Is they're putting them into mm. Warzone because they need to release content consistently, like Fortnite. I, and they're not I like for, they're not like Fortnite, where the 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 making content in Fortnite's a little easier because one, it doesn't look as good. Uh, it's like the the, the gameplay is a little more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, I don't want to say basic. It's if you're looking at Call of Duty gameplay and if you're looking at Fortnite gameplay, uh, in regards to like complexity it's not as complex so like they do need more people on that project that's the thing that's the x factor it's you know, Warzone. Do, do you know what the issue with warzone was it's because the company wasn't funding the project enough right like even after it came out in march and was a smashing success it took them six full months to up their profit you know it's just well it's i mean yeah you gotta ridiculous. you gotta put in money to make money like it's exactly uh, and it's just like we wouldn't be in this mess right now if, if it hadn't been for that poor management i mean yes no i'm not disagreeing that's poor management and it may be it, it, it what i was saying it is poor management no i said i'm not disagreeing with you oh oh so sorry uh, I, 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 it is poor management i'm just saying that eventually you know like if you're thinking about two three years down the road they may now then have the funds and have everything squared away to where they can move people back to making projects again. Well, that's all. in a perfect world, that would happen if all of the employees that did want to work on those projects hadn't already left the company to form their own studios or moved to other studios. <laughs> so they've already lost all of that talent. Well, they just buy them up. They, they, they won't. That's you know, the, why that's why the... would people go back to a company that's already fucked them over? <laughs> No, not them. Like buy a different studio. Like it's it's all about nabbing studios now. It's all about that money, 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 money. Yeah, grabbing. But, but that, that 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 isn't practical, though, you know. What are you talking about? It is so practical. They have so much money. If you no, if it, they it, offered a studio not... so much money to say you can, we will not. It is like they put it in the contract, similar to Respawn. Like they have their own company that's just like that. That's Respawn. They say, hey, we're gonna treat you like Respawn. You can do what you want, and as long as you're releasing a game, we don't care. 
So just we'll we'll, well give you ten I'm million dollars for all your studio. Franchises that those studios were already working on. The talent's moved on. You can't just buy a studio and tell them work on Crash Bandicoot, work on Spider. No, they just right. work on, on new Mitch, ones. You know? I'm not talking about yeah, working but, on the old properties but, again. But Mitch, Mitch, they could do that even if those studios were working. If they wanted to buy a studio and make them make something new, then sure they could do it. But they've lost all of the talent that would make the stuff that people already like. Mm. You know. I mean, what like, else do they like, have besides like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro that people love I, I, about Activision? I just Activision. don't want to make excuses for all of the fuck-ups that they've made. Like, it's just <laughs> intolerable. But this is interesting. <laughs> like, what other franchises do they have that uh, besides uh, in Activision, besides Crash Bandicoot and Spyro that people care about? What do they have? I mean, they, they have their prototype. I'm sure people would like a new prototype game. They had True Crime back in the day, and they fucked yeah. that, and the whole studio like basically went over to sleep uh, over to square enix and made sleeping dogs which is one of my favorite games of the past 10 years you know and it's just like they're, they're just so stupid you know all of these poor decisions they have these wonderful things and they just squander it <laughs> they had uh... remember when they were one of the top racing game studios in the world when they had bizarre creations and they let that go the way of the dogs as well yeah, do they still have Tenchu? Um, yeah, they still have Tenchu. That'd be um, cool, you know. Cool if if you remember, um, from software did uh, Sekiro with them. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they have the rights to Sekiro, but uh, um, luckily for from software, they're not owned by Activision. <laughs> They'd be working on Call of Duty. Right. Yeah. Um. All right, Berkoff, what's yours? Uh, Square Enix is mine. Oh, interesting. Oh, you got to justify yourself, kid, because I don't know. I oh, don't dude, know. they are so they are so fucking tone deaf uh, <laughs> on the industry and what the, what people actually want. Um, the fact that they're like these pixel remasters of the Final Fantasy games, like every one of those is over ten dollars. No, get the fuck out of here. Like they're selling. I think uh, Final Fantasy Four is eighteen dollars. It looks, like a mo- it looks like a mobile game. Get the hell out of here, Square. Um, they're releasing a mobile only, or at least a mobile to start um, Battle Royale based on Final Fantasy VII. Get the hell out of here, Square. What the hell? What are you doing? Why is this even a thing? Because Final time. Fantasy VII sold like shit cakes and people love Final Fantasy VII. Like, it, it seems well, reasonable. Yeah. seems within reason. And, and, and Japan. And Japan. It's, it's on Japan mobile. Mobile games. Yeah, it's on mobile. <laughs> like, what, I, what, Berghoff, I, I know you just hate on. I know you just hate on Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake. Now, just hear me out for this one to, to counteract your point. Yes, Liam makes a great point with Japan and it's mobile. The other thing is, do you know how many t- people talk to me about Call of Duty Mobile? That if, if people well, if people like Final Fantasy VII, that's an extra piece of the market. Like it's, it's why would you making, not try to compete with that? Come on. They're 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 making their first battle royale game. What seven years after the trend? Like why why are they doing this? <laughs> to be fair, I, I do think that game's meant primarily for the Japanese audience. Uh, and, Maybe. And, 
I wouldn't be too worried about it because the team of developers working on it's pretty minuscule. <laughs> it, yeah, it looks like it's not. Yeah. Like I think you're. I think you're saying like, oh my god, they're using all these resources for this. And it's like that. No, they're not using no. very many at all. It's not. That's not them. Like to to do the pixeled versions. Yes, they're charging them at like an enormous cost. But to the to their to their yeah. co- to their cost analysis, you didn't buy. You you've already bought every Final Fantasy game, so it doesn't even matter to you. But everyone else, they'll probably spend eighteen dollars on a Final Fantasy game if they really wanted to oh, play I'm, it and, I, and, I and it probably I went to it September, if, they, if they really want to play, but and the, the other thing on they, top of it is like these are small projects these are like their smallest of small projects like come on well, well right, so, uh, you should also mention the fact they won't release them on consoles the primary place where people would want to fucking play them yeah there's that well um, you can like buy I them said, on console already if you want to no you can't no no none of those ones we have six and over we don't have one to five no, or six tactics. isn't it. Six, no, six isn't on oh, console. Oh, six isn't. Six isn't on console. Um, Seven and no, over. It, yeah. Um, well, everyone but, has a phone, so there you go. So, we only got eight recently. <laughs> <laughs> Took so long. No, but I just think at all the decisions that they're making are just so tone deaf. Keep going. Um, Keep going. Compared to what what they built uh, all of these franchises out of, they're also ignoring. Um, a lot of the stuff that they did that would be, you know, um, or could be good sellers and, and big franchises um, from the 90s. Exactly. And if you look at the... Uh, um, Parasite Eve? Yeah, Parasite Eve. Um, uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of different ones. I just can't think of them right now. Because um, they don't exist. I'm just kidding. Sorry, no trigger. Well, I mean, they've released. Yeah, I mean, there's talk that they might do another Chrono game. I don't know if they will or not. Um, good enough. But I don't know. I think it's. I don't know. It, it, it's sad that like the output of their games too. Like when they were competing against Enix before they bought them, um, <laughs> they were they were putting out like a game a year, and it was you know, and they were all quality games. Now it takes them fifteen years to make one game, and it's Final Fantasy 15, and it's just not. I don't know. It's only been four years since Final Fantasy 14 to 15. No, BB's talking about the Project Final Fantasy. 15. Oh. It did take them the Project like Final Fantasy. Years. Yeah, yeah. Not not that it's you know 15 years between that and the next one, but 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 it, yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> I get what that's, you're saying, but I of much frustration. I, I get what you're Plus, saying, but with, I think of uh, all Final this Fantasy. T- Final Fantasy 16 is going to be this like grim, dark, um, you know, Game of Thrones style of fantasy world. Like that's not Final Fantasy, really. I mean, um, I, I what do you think? It's a lot I, closer to. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, yeah, no, I, I'm I very disagree. Tired, personally, because yeah. I feel like it's going back to franchise roots. In yeah, and yeah, I think it. I think I it looks great. I think you just don't. I think, I think you is. just want turn-based combat, and that's the only reason why you don't. You hate on anything that isn't turn-based combat. But anyway, that's I, the I best empathize, man but anyway, I, I um, do yeah. empathize. I, I will. I will state to you, Burkoff. I actually disagree harshly, and I think. I think if anything, Square Enix is one that's um, that is in the middle of already making the pivot and is mo- and moving forward from the pivot because um, they fixed I, a I, lot I, of things. I want to bring up something as well. I, I'm. I'm just. Um, 
bemused because I thought you were going to be like, yeah, fucking Avengers, fucking Tomb Raider. The, <laughs> you didn't even mention any of their Western games. That's my main that's, source of anger. <laughs> I think they've. I think Avengers is something that was part of the old guard that, like, just like they had to release it. Like yes, do I do I do am I am I green? Well, so they that, had like, to release it, but they don't have to continue to support it. They just need to take it out back in the shed, shoot it in the head. Yeah. And be I, done th- with I, it. I think they. I think they. The I think, problem was that the developers were forced into making it a game as a service. I, I get square in it. I get it, but I think they're trying to just finish the promise they made instead of just saying like you know that promise we made. F you and that promise that we're going to continue oh. to support this game. I think this is the. I think the basically once the Spider Man DLC comes out, it's done. They're just like we're not going to support this yeah, game but anymore. They're, they're but but I think but, while making people pay more money for his people, I totally get you, Liam. I'm, I'm totally in greens with you. Again, I think for the majority of the rest of their projects, they've already pivoted in the right direction. You know. Well, they are releasing no, a final, I, their final. I, I, would, I would, I would, agree with you in terms of their Japanese brands. Yeah, for sure, the Japanese brands. I think the American brands are still kind of trying to finish the pivot on them right now because they, no, they, they, they haven't pivoted at all. I think the Tomb Raider games have been great. You know, like they haven't. I, been, I, it's, and so I don't. They've been right. Okay, uh, I'm just put this out there. Tomb Raider 2016 is an overrated game. That a lot of people really liked, and I can understand that. You know, go with it. You know, but, and I think Rise of the Tomb Raider is a much better game, and I did enjoy it. But they hung it out to dry by making it exclusive to Xbox for a year, and then they put out Shadow of the Tomb Raider, took away the main developers, which did hurt the project, mm-hmm. and that was the worst one out of the three. And now they don't know what the fuck to do with Tomb Raider, and they fucked it. No, I think it was the second worst. I think it's. I think in my order, the first one's the worst of them all. Um, well, I, I would I would agree. Yeah, um, it's just most people think Shadows the yeah. worst. Um, uh, I, but, but I, I, I don't know too dumb. But again, but like the, these games came out, and, and when I said the pivot has happened, the pivot has happened within the last like nine months. Like they, um, they no, wait before that with with the new projects that are coming in the way. It seems like the pivot has happened, and so right now it's going to be now up to them to fix the U.S. ones and get them to start their pivot. I think they're kind of doing it right now with Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, who right. knows of how it'll do? Because the thing is, at least it's not an online supported game. You know, you get it. Like it probably was, and the only reason it isn't now is because of Avengers. Yeah, and that's know? a pivot. Yeah, that's pivoting. It's a pivot, but it's a pivot to save themselves the embarrassment. But it's a pivot, so, you know. That's like you... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna compliment them for making an intelligent decision to not fucking hang another game out to dry. <laughs> it's still pivoting. You, you can say all, all you want. Pivots, you, you pivot. You know, like like we've got EA's pivots, and those are like, hey, you know, they're they're really trying to turn things around. Um, you don't... This is one pivot where they're going, hey, we'd be fucking idiots to make this an online game and do the exact same thing we did the previous year. Yeah, let's not do that. Mm, I, think know, you just, I need to I see think a you... few more pivots first, Mitch. Well, <laughs> I, I'm seeing it on the Japanese side, which gives me faith that they will work on it on the American side. And this one pivot is at least a signal sign to say we are not going to be fuck ups again. At least in no, that no, we'll front, just sell, we'll just sell them to Microsoft, and Microsoft will do better with them. <laughs> I don't. No. I mean, I don't know. The, the, on the Japanese side, they're just following Western trends. They're not even doing what they used to do, which is, you know, start the trend. Um, um I, 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 I would I disagree. 
Yeah, in fairness to you, Burko, you haven't played Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I think is a wonderful return to form. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really, really do feel that sixteen is going to be immensely good. And I think them, given the MMO team, essentially, who, who were the people who were originally in charge of Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy um, Twelve? Yeah. Um, and given them the franchise, and instead of letting Tetsuya and Nomura fuck all of it up. <laughs> and and I, th- I, I I think it's going to pay off. And I think when you say Burkoff setting the trend, I think they did set the trend with Final Fantasy VII Remake. If you look at specifically, and the one thing I speak of, I, I think in other ways they're basic. In, no, I don't like saying basic. Uh, they're, they're doing the bare minimum for to call themselves an action RPG. But what... Um, but I think what they did was revolutionary, which I think is a setting the trend, is the way their combat system is. And the two options with the turn, it's I think is probably the best modern take on trying to do a turn-based system without being a turn-based system and making it engaging yeah. for the player. I think this system is one of the best systems I've seen in quite some time in regards to action rpg rpg i want to see this in more games like i would be uh, i would really be excited even, if they put this in tales of arise is kind of copy that yeah and I, I would love to see i would not mind at all to see this kind of system in the next final fantasy game because i think it works really well it offers an opportunity for strategic op- strategic opportunities by putting everything in slow motion and going through menu bars to be strategy put a strategy to it but then if you know what your strategy is already you can set hotkeys and instantly start just doing this stuff without having to sit and go i know what i'm going see this is the problem with me in turn-based systems is i don't like the strategy of i know what i need to do i just have to wait for five fucking turns before i can be able to do that one thing that's going to finish the battle why not just give the opportunity to just do it now and because it's all in um, real time, why not just give them the opportunity? Uh, There's a reason why the old Final Fantasy games give you five times the speed in a game because they know the turn-based I, I system is say, archaic and fucking boring at times. No, no, no that's I that has to do with say, the grinding. I, I will say, but before you the... before you grind them into bits, Berger, <laughs> I just want, want to say, as a lover of turn-based Final Fantasy games, because um, I, I, I fervently disagree with those last comments, Mitch. I, I, I fervently disagree. I, I love turn-based. But I find this to be a, a wonderful, happy me- uh, medium, you know, compared to the direction that they were going. Mm-hmm. To me, as a <laughs> turn-based purist, it makes me immensely happy. And okay. I think Berghoff should really play Final Fantasy VII Remake so when, he can witness it himself. They, you should play the demo. Have you played the I demo? I did play the demo. I did play the demo. Oh, okay. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like what they did with it in uh, the demo. Um, give it, give it another chance, Bob. You need to get a bit further. From the when game. they, when they release it on Steam and Xbox, I will take another look and I'll wait for their fifty percent discount because it's the <laughs> furthest that they go on any of their Is games. It not they on never Steam? discount. No, it's not on anything right now. Just PlayStation. No, it's on PC and PlayStation. Final on Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. Well, no, okay, actually, well, it's, it's, it's only it's only on PlayStation Four and Five at the minute, but it's, it's yeah. not leaked that it's coming exclusively oh, to Epic Game Store gotcha. probably early next year. Um, yeah, and you know, Burko wants to wait for it to come to Steam. I, I've understand that. Yeah, well, I'm not going to play it on Epic. Um, yeah, exactly. And so. God knows when it'll come to Xbox. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, in all fairness, it might even come for Game Pass once it is on Xbox. So it it might do, but I I don't know. There's something weird going on with that game. I feel like Sony may have 
bought the full exclusive right console exclusively. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. They, I wouldn't be shocked be... either. Especially how well yeah. it sold. They're probably mm-hmm. just like, let's lock it in. And that's why they did the DLC and then did the re-release on PlayStation 5 and then did the deal to put it on PlayStation Plus. I bet Sony was like, this is selling really hotcakes right now and it is making us look good. You look good. Then, like, let's just give you more money and make this look good for all of us. <laughs> then, I'll have to, then I'll have to wait until I'm a pensioner and it's actually out and the full game is released. All, all the parts, and it's you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that I, might take a while. I, I, I yeah. Well, let's we'll finish it up by talking about Ubisoft because I think Ubisoft should be on this list. I think Square Enix should be taken off the list, and we put in Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Ubisoft. And I and I know of, I have a friend that works for them, and then this is not a diss to them. Like I think they do a great job. Um, I think he does a great job of what he does, um, but man, yeah. and, man, and oh man! Made up of thousands of employees. They but, just you know. they just work on a formula and just go with it. And I'm just I can't I don't know if I can really play Ubisoft games anymore because they are the same. So, I think part of what it is is burnout, though. Um, just be, so like, there's been what eight. Far Cry games in the last 10 years. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And I bring up Far Cry just because that's the most recent one that came out. Um, and, and the formula hasn't really changed over those eight games. It just, they, you know, they f- they found something that works and they just released that, you know, every couple of years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily what they're doing is, is wrong or bad. Um, I think people. I think people well, are just tired of it because it's the same stuff over and over again. Well, I, th- I, 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 to, to I, put I, it I in would a... mention the controversy from last year where they, um, you know, where they basically turned a blind eye to uh, 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 toxicity within their company, even to the point where they seem to have not even dealt with all of the people they know to be toxic within their company. Um, I, I'd say that's a problem, but but I, I also think. In terms of their management, it, there's like this thing going on where they're like, we want to make games that are like toast. You know, nobody's offended by them. Nobody's, <laughs> you, you, you know, it, it's like making something so in the middle of everything that nobody's offended and nobody gets frustrated by it. It's just a, a basic game that doesn't do anything new doesn't even try to you know it's, it's, it wouldn't be a problem if they weren't working on games with such high like um you know like assassin's creed high science fiction or, or far cry which is like really serious drama you know and they could do so much more of these settings you know like freaking like a country in the middle of a communist takeover you know and, and like a, a fundamentalist christian like um cult essentially you know in the last game and what they choose to do with that is just so boring and uninteresting. And they have no yeah, story to so tell. They have nothing to yeah. tell. They, but they, they have all of these wonderful franchises that they could do. I mean, I was, I, was trying, I was trying to find this quote to explain Far Cry 6, and I can't find it. But it basically, it was in a sense, it said, and it was a reviewer, like a reviewer person. It's like, this is not my review, but I couldn't play it anymore. It's the Vice Games review, um, which is. I wholeheartedly agree, and I retweeted it, and I think... Um, oh, is that you that retweeted? Okay. 
I, I, yeah, I think what he had to say, um, I'll find it in the, in the review was, or in the, in the non-review, um, <laughs> was, was accurate. Like, yeah, it's, it's, people are just fed up doing the same damn thing over and over again. Mm. Um, but I mean, the, what I will say though is, I think that Ubisoft's not the worst, and they're certainly not shouldn't be on this list just because they are trying some different things, like with Writers Republic and. But uh, Writers Republic is steep all over again. Well, it's different um, though. What what makes it, it different? A it's a new skin. It's it's I not mean, just a new skin. I must admit, I was much more excited for it until I actually played it and and thought it felt. <laughs> very basic and uninteresting oh it's waypoint um, um here's here it is sorry just get I to kind of quick. wish they focused on one sport instead of a billion because then maybe the base gameplay would be great that exactly here's <laughs> the, here's the quote this isn't a review of far cry 6 because honestly i can't play this shit anymore i just can't do it <laughs> that's the quote yeah yeah, yeah. you know it, it gets a bit tired after you've taken over the 60th base in much the same way well, that you took over the the first one, you know. But it's but it's not only that; it's that. just like the Assassin's Creed base took over you did in the game that came out six months ago. Like it's just well, it, it's like say, yeah, these like games it. are no longer original in 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 so many ways. Like the, what you do in these games are so basic in regards to, oh my gosh i hate using the word basic but here it is basic because it copies it it literally is a copy paste job of going get this base get this base and then you go to the next game and it goes get this base get this base and it's like well, what is yeah, original we've, about this guys we've, we've we've talked about the ubification of games and like uh the, the, i the, love that word the, <laughs> the lists where it's basically just a it's homework giant checklist it's homework it's a, it's a giant checklist of shit that you can do and yeah, I mean, I don't know. They they could probably benefit from scaling back some of these games and just telling a story um, and not have you crawl over the map for icons. Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not but, sure but what... what they did. What they uh, did with I, I, Assassin's Creed, um, I think, worked. Where they did scale it back a little bit, but they still had a lot of this shit that you could uncover um, in terms of the icons on the map. Um, uh, I but must you say... had to... Sorry, um, I, I was just saying, I must say I'm less frustrated by Assassin's Creed. Um, it's just I don't have time to play a game of that length. You know, I, I used to like Assassin's Creed when it was a shorter experience. And yeah. I, I'm sorry, but you got far more out of those games playing it for 25 hours than you did out of this freaking ridiculously long experience where you're playing it for over 100 hours. You know, there's yeah, no respect never... for people's time anymore. Yeah, I mean, I love I love Black Flag and, and Origins. They're probably my oh, two favorite yeah. out of the series. But I can't finish Origins. I've already put <laughs> exactly. I've already put fifty or sixty hours into it. I'm halfway through the fucking game. Like, no, I'm done. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think right now, I think Ubisoft needs a hard reset for some stuff, and just a really, really, really hard reset. Like almost to the point where. I think some of these franchises should go away and not come back for a while and literally just say, we need to make a new property to give this a fresh coat of paint. Because right now, like you guys have said, it's so weird to, to think of a publisher, and I get it for some aspects, but I don't get it for some. And maybe this is their mentality, is they're hoping that you don't play 
all these different franchises that they have because they're hoping with the 120 hours you're playing on one franchise, by the time the next game in the series comes out, you just only buy that one. That you're not buying uh, Assassin's Creed, but then when uh, Far Cry 6 comes out, you're going to go buy Far Cry 6, and then you realize that they're very similar in regards to basic gameplay, uh, uh, basic ubification uh, of all their things, of how they do things. Like Literally, their menus are exactly the same, and that is so... Like, if you gave me a menu and you showed me the menu, I could say this is a Ubisoft game. That's that's how bad that I'm, has gotten. But anyway, um, to, yeah. to my point I'm trying to say is um, that, you know, I think they maybe, uh, which is shocking to think if this is what their mentality is, that you don't play all their different types of properties because they're hoping maybe you don't. I, yeah, they, they probably, I mean... I guess I'd be a good example. The, the two franchises that I would probably spend the most time with, or have spent the most time with, is um, in recent memory is uh, Assassin's Creed and, and Ghost Recon. Those are the two games that I've played, and I've ignored everything else that they've done, other than Trials, which I freaking love. Love Trials. Well, I mean, uh, just uh, to your point, uh, Matt, <laughs> they just announced the new Ghost Recon game, which is Battle Royale. And that that just made me want to kill myself. Um, I was going to say, did you did you just see my soul leave my body when you said battle royale? They already had hyperscape. Yeah, I was going to say, did they, they just make hyper hyperscape? Hyperscape was horrible. Yeah, it was okay. It was just... To be to be honest, hyperscape is actually not that bad. Like people, no, it's fucking horrible. I jumped into that game. I didn't know what the hell was going on. People were flying around. You're a ghost for part of it. Like after you die, and then. It's for no, revival. It's like that's nice. Like and bad. You can... well, bad. my my problem with those games is it doesn't take an idiot to fucking look at it before they announce it and go, "This isn't going to be successful." You've wasted <laughs> your time with this. Like you could you could have given me the marketing pitch. Well, yeah, that well like, yeah. success. Like, they're, they're putting out this Tom Clancy's X Deviants. You know this new Ghost Recon game, and it's like, dudes, why are you making all of this filler shit? It's not going to be successful. It'll probably be around for a year before you shut down the servers. It's just yeah. I mean, I liked money. I liked Wildlands because that brought some of what I used to enjoy with uh, Rainbow Six back in terms of trying to coordinate and Mm. and calculate uh, how you're going to take bases down and stuff. A little bit more than. like a Far Cry, right? Where you just mark the enemies and go in guns blazing. At least it felt like some kind of evolution, even yeah. though it ended up just being more of your typical Ubisoft go to a tower and you right. know go to a camp, you know. Yeah, I just, uh, I just not much else. I think this is the most frustrating for them. So I just, I, I really just need to see. Like at least I won like diamond in the rough for me right now is uh is um extraction i think they're they they're being a little more creative with that it does look interesting where like you can lose a player and then you have to go retrieve them like that's fascinating because it puts risk and that's something that you don't now like let's see how it works and how it all goes in the end but i think also it helps rainbow six kind of come back to its roots of being more of a strategic you know, I mean, I, I, I love Siege as well. I, I think Siege is great. Yeah, so like that's one thing that they do have going for them. But I really do. 
Yeah, I just I I don't know what I need from Ubisoft anymore because I just I don't even know if they're listening. <laughs> so it's like it's yelling at the it's yelling at the it's yelling in the you know, window expecting someone to be there, but no one's there, and you're like, hello. We know we know one person, and uh, they'll probably be like, yeah, we we agree with you. <laughs> um, and I got also d- they do, should do Watch Dogs again, not fuck it up this time. But I but I do hear the um I do hear the complaints from people from. Uh, someone in that studio that goes Ubisoft gets too much crap um, and like in the example they gave was like oh my god if they saw Ubisoft reusing assets for like the asset they're using for um, the, the God of War game where Kratos goes into the boat and they're like uh, oh my god they're reusing that asset and then in my brain I'm like you'd think that Kratos would go in the boat the same way he went in the first time because nothing's that's, changed in his life to be able to change of how I get into a boat. Like, okay. But, that's but stuff, yeah, it does but, not bother but, me at but all. But it's like, but it's like the, he, he picked the most minute thing in the world of being like, well, your stigma is you do everything the same, which you do. Yeah. Well, the, the irony of that is, is that the they irony, do make brand the, new assets for all of their camps and everything. To it's, do it's the not, same thing. <laughs> it's not the animation. It's the fact that you're just, doing the same thing yes. with a different coat of paint and like, people would not have that stigma if you didn't do it like it's like the stigma's there for a reason like if someone says oh my god it's it's not like this came out of left field it's like yes uh, like that that's what bugs me sometimes about some things is some people are just like 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 why why do people have that stigma about us it's like well look at what you do and if you have a pattern and people see the pattern, they're going to create a stigma about how you do things. And right now, there's a stigma on how you do things. You know, that, that has been annoying me lately, that the way people have been uh, conflating like, Ubisoft games with other games, you know, like with God of War's asset being in the second game. I remember somebody going how like every PlayStation game is uh, like Uncharted, because they put... Uh, that. Uncharted. Uncharted with zombies, which was The Last of Us. Uncharted with zombies again, which is Days Gone. And then Uncharted with robot dinosaurs. Her eyes are like, and it's just like, uh, uh, come on, I, I, I can't even distinguish the first Last of Us from the second one, because they have you doing completely different things. Even and they the actually have a story similar. to tell. Yeah. They have like, a vision. You play something in the last, like, third of that game, and you're just like, what the what am I playing right now? <laughs> I think I think that, uh, and maybe this is the whole point for Ubisoft, and and uh, their their mentality is immersion. There's other ways to be immersed than just going to a camp um, and keep uh, taking can I say away something point. as well. Yeah, go ahead. something. I'm sorry, but you know I, I didn't mention this, but the writing in Ubisoft games is sterile and boring and unremarkable. And to be honest, when I'm playing a Ubisoft game, it doesn't make me feel very involved in the game because it's just crap. It's filler. I, I'm sorry, it is. Um, I, I don't know about Assassin's Creed. I haven't played the new Assassin's Creed. I haven't played the new one. If I was to guess, I, w- I would say that they probably have better writing. But it's just so But that's not by a lot. It. Let's be honest. Not by yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like if I was to get involved in a game, you know, the golden standard is Red Dead Redemption 2. The writing in there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. for the world because I'm immersed in the characters and not they're not just they're not just stereotypes on wheels you know <laughs> yeah alright any final thoughts gentlemen 
No. Anyone we I missed that so. you want to give a hot take really quick to that you don't want to give an explanation because you don't want to explain yourself like um, uh, Square Enix, um, but you but you uh, but you're willing to throw it out there before we end it all. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what Gearbox oh, does with, without um, uh, Magic Mike at the helm. Okay. Liam. I, I, I've got one as well. Um, Tencent. Oh, alright. Yeah, Just going to say, don't partner up with a company that is beholden to the Chinese government. <laughs> because you take that money and the Chinese government changes the laws and changes the way it operates tomorrow and suddenly you can't make the games you want to make anymore. I got... I'm going to just use a slight example. Um, it's the Don't Nod have heavy funding by Tencent. Everybody at Tencent are card-carrying members of the Chinese Communist government. And yeah. Don't Nod's whole fan base is based on games that are in respect and, and, and support of gay people and trans people and just anybody under the LGBT bracket. Basically anybody the Chinese uh, government hates. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't enjoy those games all the time, but I, I appreciate the people that have those games and the audiences that they have, and it's nice that those people can have that. And I would hate to see a company have to completely change the way it is to cater itself to a fucking backwards government. Well, I think the, I think for the people that work there would probably leave before they would be forced to do such a thing, and they would probably make yeah. a statement to say, this is why we had to leave. Exactly, um, but it would be sad. And here's my hot take: Ban, Bando Namkai. They got such great properties, and they Bandai Namco. You mean? Yeah, Bandai Namco. Sorry, uh, <laughs> Bandai Namco. Uh, they got such great properties. I just wish they better utilized them. That's all. Like they got hot stuff. And on that note, gentlemen, mm. what can I can agree with that. We're out. Or Music must be played. It's not even said. That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I should.